Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me again today. We appreciate you watching the broadcast. Those of you that have been watching for the last several weeks, you know that we're in the Southwest Believers Convention. And of course, by the time you see these broadcasts, that convention would have already been completed and we would have had a marvelous time in the Lord. But I want to bring you the messages that I had the privilege of sharing during this convention. And they are so powerful that I believe that you are going to be inspired in your faith. And I believe it's going to challenge you to begin to think bigger than you've ever thought before. Expect more than you've ever expected before because God has made a covenant. And that's what we're talking about. God has made a covenant that he will do marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of his greatness like never seen before. Now, I like the sound of that. That's taken from Exodus chapter 34 and verse 10. God is promising to do things that have never been done before. And I believe, praise God, he's reserved the best for last. I believe when he said that, it not only applied to the children of Israel, to Moses' generation, but it applies to our generation as well. So I want to encourage you to get ready for it. Now, I'm going to be talking about that in the message today. So I'm going to take you into that meeting. I want to encourage you to watch it closely. And then in a few moments when it's over with, I'll be back with some closing remarks. So get ready now. It's going to be faith building. Let's open our Bibles first of all to Psalm 89. Psalm 89. And let's look at verse 34. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. As I said yesterday, it's become one of my favorite verses. I love knowing that our God is a God that keeps covenant. Our God is a faithful God. I've been doing this now for 50 years and uh, I have this testimony. He'd never let me down, not one time. Amen. Such a faithful God. We talked about covenant yesterday and I want to continue talking about it today. And let's go, if you will, to Psalm 78 for a moment. Psalm 78. And let's begin in verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he had done. Now that's the reason all of this is written is so that we, that generation to come, might know about our God, the goodness of our God, the greatness of our God, what God has done for his people, and particularly in times of adversity. I like reading about what God did and how he came through for people facing impossible looking situations. Amen. That's where my hope comes from. Because you and I, obviously, we are faced with adversity from time to time. Anybody in here never faced any kind of adversity? If so, then you come up here and preach and I'll sit down and listen to you. But first I'll cast out that lying devil. Yeah. We've all faced adversity and it's not done yet. <laughs> There's still some adversity in the making. 
But we have this hope, hallelujah, that the God who came through for them will come through for us. Why? Because we have a covenant with Almighty God and God never breaks covenant. Amen. He will not alter the thing which has come from his lips. So notice here, they've written all of these stories for our benefit. And then drop down to verse six, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born. Once again, that's us. Who should arise and declare them to their children. Now, I'm, I'm privileged to have taught this and lived this before my children and they're living it today. Both of them are in full-time ministry, preaching the word all over the world, just like Carol and I have done all these years. And I'm a grandfather, praise God. I have uh, many grandchildren and uh, they're coming on up now. And some of them even talking about being preachers, you know, and uh, uh, I'm waiting to become a great, great grandfather. And if those two that are married are listening, <laughs> I'll repeat that. I'm ready to be a great grandfather. Hallelujah. And so in the Savelle household, there are people of faith. We're part of the household of faith. Our household is a faith household. I not only have uh, lived this and preached this, but my daughters, my grandchildren have seen it. They've seen what we've done in adversity. They've seen what we've done when things are not going well. They've seen what we've done when we faced what seemed to be impossible situations. And they can tell you if I invited them to stand up here and tell you, they could tell you that Carolyn and I have not caved in once. We have not given up. Now, there have been some times when you certainly felt like it, but we cast down that imagination. Amen. And I decided a long, long time ago, after I came to the Lord and found out these things, found out I had a covenant with God, then I made the decision that quitting is no longer an option in my life. I don't even think about quitting. I don't, I don't think like that. I don't think about giving up. That's, that's not a part of my life anymore. Amen. Amen. And you can get to the same place if you'll dedicate yourself to the Word of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now notice here it says that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. And the purpose for all this is that they might set their hope in God. That they might set their hope in God. How many of you have hope in God this morning? Hope in God. Now, hope is not talked about a lot. We talk about faith. But the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. It all begins with hope. If you don't have any hope, then it's not likely you'll, you'll, you'll be motivated to believe God. It starts with hope. Amen. And in the early days of my walk with the Lord, I, I heard preachers preaching against hope, you know, and, and I understand where they were coming from. Eventually I understood where they were coming from, but, but you know, uh, hope is important. In fact, according to the apostle Paul, the only people on this planet 
who are entitled to be hopeless are people without God and without a covenant. That's in the book of Ephesians. If you don't have God and you don't, you don't have a covenant with God, then you're entitled to be hopeless. On the other hand, if you do have God, if Jesus is your Lord and you have a covenant, you are no longer entitled to be hopeless. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. You're no longer entitled to be hopeless. Being with God, knowing you have a covenant with him, then that gets rid of hopelessness. Don't ever say again, I feel hopeless. That, that's not the, the vocabulary of a believer. Amen. Amen. That's not what we say. That's not how we talk. I'm never hopeless. I may not know exactly what to do at the moment, but just like I read in the Old Testament, it said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Amen. There may be times when I don't know what to do, but I'm not hopeless. There may be times when I don't have a clue what to do next, but I'm not hopeless because my eyes are on him. Hallelujah. And if I don't get the answer right away, I will get the answer. Amen. So look at your neighbor and tell them, don't, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Praise God. So notice all of this is written so that we might have hope in God. And it says, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their hearts aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. So it tells us we are to have hope in God. And then it tells us that we're are not to be like some people who do not have their hearts set aright and do not have their hearts set on God. So once again, there's always room for hope. Amen. Don't ever allow yourself to become hopeless. You're not entitled to that. Amen. I want to make that very clear. You're not entitled to be hopeless. If you don't respond a little better, I'm going somewhere else to preach. <laughs> Amen. And look at somebody and say, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> well, see there, you got hope already. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Now go with me to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. And look at verse 13. Now the God of hope, oh my, the God of hope. Now the, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Fill you with joy and peace in believing. That's not the way a lot of Christians act. When they're believing, they don't have joy. They don't have peace. The apostle Paul, while in prison facing death, writes to the church in Philippi. And he says, this will turn. I know this will turn according to my earnest expectation and my hope. 
I know this will turn. Notice how this man talked. He didn't, he didn't focus on the situation he was in and the negative circumstances he was facing. He said, I know this will turn to my salvation or my deliverance according to my earnest expectation and my hope. And most theologians agree and will say in their writings that this was the most joyful letter that the apostle Paul wrote and he wrote it in the most dire of circumstances. When you like to see more preachers write letters that are filled with hope, <laughs> filled with joy, when it starts out, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Come right into the wastebasket. I don't want to start out with that. Amen. So Paul was a man of hope. And here it tells us that God is the God of hope. And he'll fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. How do you abound in hope? It begins by knowing that you have a covenant with God and that God is not a covenant breaker. He will never break covenant and he will never alter the thing that has come from his lips. If he says he will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, then he will never alter that. If he says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, he will never alter that. He'll never change his mind about that. Amen? Aren't you glad we have a God who doesn't change his mind? And particularly when we need him the most. Amen? Have you ever needed somebody the most and they let you down? God will never let you down and particularly when you need him the most, he's always there. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's a great promise, amen? amen? And that includes when you're in the worst of circumstances. Amen. He's the God of hope. Let your neighbor say, my God is the God of hope. And I'm filled with hope today. I'll never be hopeless again. And give him a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. So knowing that we have a covenant with God and that he will never break it should give us an unwavering hope. In fact, as this verse says, well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Go to Hebrews first, Hebrews chapter six. And let's begin reading in verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure 
and steadfast and which entereth into that within the veil. So notice, because God took an oath, God swore by himself. That's the reason, uh, the reason for doing that is because there's no higher authority than himself. God can't turn to someone and say, I swear. So he swore by himself. That's why he's called most high God. There's not a moster high. <laughs> he's as high as it gets. Hallelujah. And so he swore by himself saying, surely, I love that. Surely he begins out with saying, surely, not maybe, not possibly, but surely I will do this for you. Amen. And then he goes on to say that by those two immutable things, his oath and his promise, his word, that I will do what I have promised I will do for you. And the Bible says, and that should give us a strong consolation. I, I remember uh, a number of years ago, one of my dreams was to fly in a phantom jet, uh, uh, an Air Force fighting phantom jet. And I was in Australia and uh, my staff surprised me with arranging for me to fly in a fighter jet in Australia. And it was a, a New Zealand Royal Air Force jet. And I had to go into some training that day and then get ready to go up in it. And, and so the pilot said, are you ready? And I said, yes, sir, I am. He said, now, uh, if you have any problems, just let me know and we'll turn around and go back. I said, no, we won't have any problems. I said, I've been wanting to do this all my life. He said, okay. So I just want to warn you that a lot of people that take off with me in this jet, uh, we have to turn around and come back in about 10 minutes and I have to clean up the airplane. He said, uh, so you ready? I said, I've been born ready. I'm ready. And so uh, we took off. Man, he pulled some G's. I'm telling you, my face was back like this. In fact, it looked so good. I wish somebody could have tied it off. You know, made me look like I was 14 again. Praise God. Man, we were pulling some G's. We went straight up. We went vertical. We went straight up and then he just turned it over and we flew upside down and then he turned it over again. And then we went into some uh, simulated combat mission techniques and boy, we are having a blast. And he said, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. And then in a little while he said, you have a strong constitution. <laughs> you have a strong constitution. Amen. I said, sir, I've been wanting to do this all my life. He said, well, what else would you like to do? I said, anything it, that is allowed, let's do it. <laughs> Boy, we went over the ocean and flew about 500 foot above the ocean, upside down. <laughs> Go ahead and touch me, it'll be all right. <laughs> you have to have a strong constitution to do all of that. Praise God. Amen. Well, I developed that strong constitution, believe in God <laughs> in impossible looking situations. Amen. You will develop a strong constitution. 
when you're faced with impossible looking situations and things that uh, in the natural are impossible, then you're going to have to develop a strong constitution. That's the reason a lot of people don't last very long in the life of faith. Amen. And I've, I've been in this 50 years now and I've watched them come and go. Many I've watched come and go. I've watched a lot of preachers come and go. You know, they, they get to a level to where it looks like it's not working anymore. And, and, and the worst thing you could say is, oh, that faith movement is over. That tells me you don't know a whole lot because faith has never been a movement never intended to be a movement, never will be a movement. It's a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. Amen. It's a lifestyle. And we face the same situations you face. In fact, sometimes we face even greater situations, some of which you will never go through because the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. Amen. When's the last time you needed a few million dollars by Friday and it's Thursday? <laughs> huh? I, I remember Oral Roberts saying to me one time, I was, I was sitting across from him in his office and he said, Jerry, <laughs> and he, he had a way of doing things and saying things. He, he challenged you all the time. And uh, he said, Jerry, every day, when I wake up, now this is many years ago. Every day when I wake up, I am faced with a challenge of believing God for several hundred thousand dollars before the sun goes down. Every day of my life. He said, do you know what that is? I said, no, sir. He said, that is one thought away from insanity. How'd you like to be faced with believing God for several hundred thousand dollars every day when you get up? And it's got to come in before the sun comes down. Well, like you said, that's one thought away from insanity. If you let your mind drift, if, if you let your mind be given over to the devil, then you are headed for the rubber room. Amen. Amen. Well, if Oral Roberts could develop that kind of hope in God and that kind of confidence in God, then why can't we do it? Amen. Hello, friends and partners. Brother Jerry here. I am celebrating 50 years in the ministry, and to commemorate this special occasion, we put together a very special 50-year anniversary Bible. We call it the Favor Edition. It's a limited edition, and along with it, it's got several of my favor sermons and outlines that I've preached all over the world. And I know they'll be a blessing to you. And along with that, you'll get a 40-page scrapbook of photos from beginning of this ministry right up to this present time. And I know that you'll enjoy reading it, looking at all the photos. Maybe you'll even find yourself in one of them. I want to thank you in advance for placing your order right now. And you can do so by going to our website, jerrysavelle.org. All the information on how to order this special Bible is available to you. Do it now. They won't last long, so be one of the first to order this special Bible. Thank you very much. It is time for you to see God's mountain-moving power in your life. 
It's available right now in the powerful book and three CD teaching, Marvels, Wonders, and Extraordinary Manifestations of the Greatness of Our God. Jerry Savelle reveals how God's plan is to continue doing the miraculous and bring a harvest of blessing. In this timely package, you'll learn three acts of faith that usher in God's wonders, the role angels play in the manifestation of God's greatness in our lives, the relevance of prophecy in the end time harvest, the necessity of finances for the end time harvest, how to position yourself for an abundant harvest, and more. Today is the day. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this powerful teaching, including the Marvels and Wonders book and CD set. Dare to mix your faith with what His Word has already promised. Begin to experience marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of His greatness today. What a joy it's been sharing the Word with you today, and I encourage you to never give up, never lose hope, as long as God is still on the throne and Jesus is Lord and the Word of God is eternal, there is always hope for you. Don't ever, ever give up. I want you to say that with me. Quitting is not an option. Giving up is not an option. Amen? I want to encourage you to just keep standing on the Word of God no matter how impossible your situation is because God has made a covenant. And I hope I've made that very clear by now that God never breaks covenant. Psalm 89, 34 says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has come from my lips. And once again, if you read from Hebrews chapter 6, when God made covenant with Abraham, He gave him an oath, He gave him a promise, He gave him His word, and He said it would be to Abraham as an anchor of hope. It would be an anchor for his soul. And so I want to encourage you today, don't ever give up. God has marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations with your name on them, praise God, so don't give up. If you're interested in continuing this study, and I hope you are, then we have a special offer this week. It's entitled Marvels, Wonders, and Extraordinary Manifestations of the Greatness of Our God. Three CDs that I preached right here in Fort Worth in our church, uh, Heritage of Faith Christian Center. And then right along with it is my brand new books on the same subject, Marvels, Wonders, and Extraordinary Manifestations of the Greatness of Our God. You know, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's the reason these uh, resources are so important. You've heard me say it before. Back in 1969, when I first came to the Lord, uh, back then it was reel-to-reel tapes. And Brother Copeland had just a handful, but I got a hold of those, and I began to listen to them day and night, and it changed my life. In fact, I attribute to where I am today, 50 years later, to those very messages that I listened to 50 years ago. So place your order today. If you'd like to have this material, you can go on our website. You can get information there, or you can look on the screen right now for the address. It'll tell you the price, uh, the address, and how that you can order them, and we'll get them to you just as quickly as we possibly can. Also, stay connected with us through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. This is one of the ways that we can continue to minister to you on an ongoing basis. So stay connected with us because we have some good things to share with you, and I believe that you'll be excited to hear them. And once again, I thank you for being interested in our ministry supporting our ministry, thanking God for the call of God on our lives. Amen. 
Join with me again next week, and don't forget, your faith will overcome the world. <laughs>